Jesus sees your hurt. Jesus sees the church hurt. Jesus saw the situation. The Lord knows what's going on and he knows that you're hurt and he knows that you're in pain. And what's crazy about that is that he's in pain, that he's hurting because you're hurting. on this episode. Um, Today we got a solo episode with just me talking about a topic that I think a lot of us have experienced and maybe the topic I probably should have talked about sooner. Um, Something that I've walked through myself and I know so many people have as well. Today we're talking about church hurt. And the question really is, is can I heal from church hurt? Can I forgive God for church hurt? And we're going to talk a bit about today about church hurt, about your heart, um, and everything that has to do with that. But before we jump into that, I want to let you guys know, um, if you'd like to support us, make sure you subscribe everywhere. It helps us out a ton. And share this podcast with a friend. Post it on Instagram if it encourages you. Or if you know a friend that struggled with church hurt, um, has walked through some hard things, send them, send them this episode. It might encourage them and might speak to them. Um, so today, we're talking church hurt. And... Um, This is a topic that most people, too many people, experience. It's a topic that I wish wasn't so familiar. It's a topic that I wish didn't hurt so many people. It's a topic that I wish so many people um, didn't have to heal from. But the truth is, is that people get hurt in church. And that's a truth because of the um, reality of the situation of what church is. It's a group of people, and people aren't perfect, and people, um, they sin, and they make mistakes, and they sometimes operate in ways that they believe are for the best, but they don't understand can hurt people, and um, sometimes it causes some extreme damage. And so today, I want to talk a bit about church hurt, and um, we can go down the gamut. I mean, I don't need to be specific, but whether you grew up in an unhealthy church environment where they were teaching you theologically inaccurate things to uh, manipulate you, or whether you grew up in a situation where church was okay, but um, you had unhealthy leadership or leadership or a pastor did something to you that's not okay or said something to you that's not okay, or you were embarrassed in some way, you were hurt in some way, you were... Um, Maybe you were abandoned, your back turned on, um, somebody stabbed you in the back. Um, maybe I can just continue to go down the the list of things that happen in church that we wish they didn't. Um, but today th- we're going to pray and we're just going to talk a bit about how God wants to meet you in the church hurt. We'll talk a bit about um, my story, kind of how I walked through church hurt um, for most of my life. And um, yeah, let's just go from there. Lord, we love you so much. We just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your church, God. We praise God for the church of Jesus Christ, Lord, your bride. And Lord, we just ask right now, would you begin to the healing process for anybody that's been hurt by church hurt, that's been hurt by the church, has been hurt by leadership, by pastors, by people that they thought had their best interests, hurt them. God, we just pray right now, would you begin to soften the heart? Would you begin to heal, Lord? And would you meet us in this? Would you talk um, through me today, Lord? I need your help. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray, amen. Listen, I think, I think the number one thing when it comes to church hurt that I really want you guys to know is I can't say any better than the scriptures can, but Psalm 13, 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. 
And I just want to encourage you as we start this topic on church hurt. Maybe you are coming to this podcast because you have been hurt by the church recently, and it's a fresh wound. Um, let me tell you that the Lord's close to you right now, that you're brokenhearted because you lost the community, you lost friendship, um, maybe you lost leadership, whatever it was. Let me tell you the Lord's close to you. He's close to the broken heart. And maybe it's it, it, this has happened a long time ago and it's left you not in church and it's left you not going to church or finding a new church. It's left you without community, without friends, with a hardened heart. Let me just tell you that this scripture says that he saves those who are crushed in spirit. That if it went from brokenheartedness to hardenedness, he's there in, in the middle of it. And I'm praying today and really believing today that through this podcast episode, you'll be encouraged. You'll be uh, set free from this bondage of church hurt. Because let me explain this to you. In simple terms, the enemy, Satan, would love nothing more than the church to hurt you. And he would love nothing more for the church to hurt you and that to hurt your relationship with Jesus. Because all Satan wants to do is keep you from God. And if he can do that by making you brokenhearted or or angry or upset, he'll do it. And so I'm really praying today that what we can do is hopefully um, provide some encouragement Uh, maybe patch a couple wounds, maybe um, give insight, maybe start the healing process, um, and maybe just encourage you that there are healthy church communities, that you could find a healthy church, that you can find healthy pastors, that those things do exist. And the church is vital for you. The church is vital for your walk with Jesus. Um, My story is I grew up in the church. I always make the joke that my, my, um, I was the closest thing to a pastor's kid you could be without your parents being pastors because of how involved my parents were in church my whole life. My mom led ministries um, throughout my whole life. I was the Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday church kid. Um, And to be honest with you, I had a lot of experiences with pastors, whether they told me that I would never, I would never, um, amount to anything that I was a a real experience I had was a a leader told me I was a loser. I would never become anything more than a loser. Um, Somebody told me one time that because I wore skinny jeans, that um, I was a bad kid and that God couldn't use me or ever love me because of the way I dressed. Um, I have those experiences. I have experiences of leaders that I thought were friends stabbing me in the back um, because of jealousy or whatever it may be. I have all of those experiences and I grew up in the church. I've been a part of it. And for a long time, I was hurt by the church. I didn't like the church. It was hard for me to get plugged into the church. It was hard for me to trust anybody in church. But let me just tell you what God does. He can heal and he can restore. And now you're looking at a guy whose entire ministry, Yona, our entire ministry is to prop the church. My entire life, I work relentlessly to get people plugged into the local church because I believe in it, because I know that it can be messy, but I know that it's the most vital part to any believer's life, that that community, that that corporate worship, that that corporate encouragement, that that um, facilitating and discipleship is vital for you. I believe in it. And so I just want to encourage you with, with my own life, if I can be a kid that was so hurt by church, I could barely walk into it anymore. Um, is now somebody who does nothing but love the church, prop up the church, and spend most of his time at church functions. You can, you can be the same. There's healing for you. Um, I think what's really important to, that you know is that Jesus sees your hurt. Jesus sees the church hurt. Jesus saw the situation. The Lord knows what's going on, and he knows that you're hurt, and he knows that you're in pain. And what's crazy about that is that he's in pain. 
that he's hurting because you're hurting, that he sees you, he's in the middle with you. I just, even right now, I just feel an like immense compassion from the Holy Spirit for anybody who's hurting by the, hurt, been hurt by the church and feels like the Lord turned their, his back on them. It's not the case. I just feel an immense love right now for every single person that struggles with church hurt. If I'm being honest, it's why we've started Yona. It's why Yona exists is because I want to be a bridge. I want to be a place where people can come and experience Jesus and maybe we can move them back into church. Maybe they were hurt by the church and they won't go to a church function, but maybe you'll come to Yona. I just want you to know that God loves you. Like he cares for you. He sees you. He's with you. He's hurting because you're hurting. And what you need to understand is the way that Jesus views the church is super unique. Jesus views the church as what he calls the the, the bride of Christ. And he doesn't view the church as a four-wall structure. He views the church as his people. And so when one of his people are hurt by the majority, when one of his people is hurt by the church, what you don't understand is that what he's seeing is he's seeing the church is hurt, not just that you're hurt by the church. He aches to know that you're hurting, that you're not a part of his bride, that you've separated yourself. He's hurting because you're hurting. And he's with you. Psalm 34, 18 says he's close to the brokenhearted. And I know what it's like to be in those situations. It's heartbreaking. It makes you doubt God. It makes you doubt uh, who he is and his kindness. But let me, let me explain it to you this way. And this was a, um, an illustration that somebody I heard somewhere, and I've, I've been using it, and it's, it's changed the trajectory of the way I've thought about church and I've thought about people. It, pick your favorite artist. Pick your favorite, your favorite songwriter, your favorite singer. Let's right now, let's just, for funsies, let's just call it the Jonas Brothers, okay? I don't know where they came from. Maybe you're a Jonas Brothers fan. Uh, let's say that you walked into a restaurant and you heard somebody doing a cover of your favorite Jonas Brothers song. And it was awful, just so bad. They're out of key. Their voice is terrible. Their guitar's untuned. They're just doing the worst cover that you have ever heard of the Jonas Brothers. Would you hear that cover and say, you know what? I don't like the Jonas Brothers anymore. You know what? The Jonas Brothers suck. No, you wouldn't. You'd say, wow, that representation of the Jonas Brothers was terrible. That's how I want you to start to think about your experience with church hurt or how somebody in the church has hurt you. That was not Jesus. That was a terrible representation of the love of Jesus and of the church. Please do not turn your back on God. Please do not turn your back on Jesus because somebody misrepresented who he is. Jesus is not people and people are not Jesus. He is greater. He is kinder. He is gentler. He is faithful. He's slow to anger, quick to love. That's Jesus. He's patient. He's joyful. And I want you to to know that even if you've experienced church hurt, please do not give up on the church. And even more so, please do not give up on your relationship with Jesus. He is vital to your life. And he 
does not like the representation, the cover that somebody played of him. See, the church is a place, um, is a hospital, really. It's a place for imperfect, broken people to come and meet a perfect, not broken Savior so that they can start to walk in fullness, freedom, and they can walk in this ability to not be broken any longer. However, humans still can make decisions that hurt other people. There's consequences for actions. There's still sin involved. There's still things that people do that hurt people. And I want you to know that in those imperfect environments, there has to be grace. And unfortunately, sometimes the person that gets hurt by the church has to actually be the one to give out the most grace. You have to say, hey, so-and-so, that hurt me a lot. But I, I have grace for you. Hey, so-and-so, I thought you believed in me. And it doesn't look like you do, but I have grace for you. Hey, so-and-so, I thought you were one of my closest friends. Your actions don't prove that, but I have grace for you. Hey, leader, I thought you were ordained by God. I don't know if God would say that to me. I have grace for you. And what's important is that in this situation, you don't allow your hurt heart to become a hardened heart. There's accounts in scripture where God cannot preach. Jesus is not walking on earth. He cannot preach to people who have a hardened heart. He can't interfere. He can't intervene in their life if they have a hardened heart. And the danger is that you leave church with a hurt heart that becomes a hardened heart. And what you actually do is put up walls that even keep Jesus out. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. just want to encourage you, just... Would you begin to ask Jesus to soften your heart, to heal your heart? I think what you need to know, too, about, about church here is I think it's really important that we kind of study the Jesus' original intention for the church because Jesus had an intention for the church, and it was not for you to get hurt. Jesus had a design for the church, and it was not for you to get hurt. Jesus' intention for the church, we can find it all throughout Scripture, but one I think that is really great from the Apostle Paul, he says in First Thessalonians 5.11, So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. I want you to look back on the days in church where you met Jesus. 
I want you to look back on the days where you encountered his presence. I want you to look back on the days where he transformed your life. I want you to look back on the days where you had fun. I want to look back on the on, I want you to look back on the days where you looked forward to going to church. I want you to look back on the days where you met friends and you had a good strong Bible study and you trusted your leaders. I want you to look back on those days and and look and see that that is the intention of the church. The intention of the church is to encourage each other and build each other up. But sometimes, somewhere, somewhere along the lines, humans make mistakes, things happen, and people end up getting hurt. But please hear me, that is not the intention of the church. The whole reason Jesus came back to create the church was not to create a religious hierarchy or a religious organization, but it was to create a community, a bride that walked together, that grew together, that went through the ups and the downs and the trials, that had hard conversations, that loved each other, that made each other better, that suffered together, that rejoiced together. That's the reason that Jesus created the churches so that we could have people to do life with and sometimes in life things get messy but things can also be cleaned up again the other day we had um we did christmas with my family and we had a bunch of the littles over so we had like three or four little kids over and before the house was before they came over the house was super clean and then all the kids are young. I think the oldest is like three. And so by the time they left, the house was a mess. There's toys everywhere. And um, one of the, the dads decided to start cleaning up the toys. And I was watching him as he put away all the toys um, as his kid just kept doing whatever. His kid made the mess, but the father cleaned it up. I think it's a great picture of what happens in the church. I think we as kids, as God's kids, we make messes. We do things that are wrong. We say the wrong thing. We mistakenly hurt people. We get prideful. We get jealous. We get insecure. We get sinful and we make decisions and out of those things and we hurt people and God comes and he goes, listen, you made a mess, but let me clean it up. Let me give you healing. Let me touch your heart. Let me, let me teach you how to forgive. Let me teach you how to have conversations and tell people that they hurt you and and that this wasn't okay and 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 have a mature conversation let me teach you how to be a, a functioning human and teach you how to clean up your messes but in the meantime i'll do it for you because he's a good father i think it's really important in this in this church hurt conversation that um you don't you don't take your one experience inside of a church and apply it to every single church that you ever go to. It's really easy to, once you are hurt by the church, to try and find another church, but only look through it through the lens of hurt. You look through it through the lens of hurt, you can go to any church and you're going to find a problem anywhere you go. You're never going to let people in. You're never going to let people get close. You're never going to trust the leadership. You're never going to do any of those things if you always go to church now looking through the lens of pain. I want you to go to church looking through the lens of presence. Where is the presence of God? Because where the presence of God is, is where freedom is. And where the presence of God is, is where peace is. And if you can find a church where you can walk in and experience the presence of God and the peace of God, there's going to be a lot of health in that environment. I want you to go to church now looking not for a perfect church or a perfect people, but looking for a community. 
saying that, you know what? My faith doesn't rely on the pastor. My faith doesn't rely on the people around me, but I will be built up with the people around me. I will be encouraged by the pastor. One of the mistakes we make when we go to church is we, we rely so heavily on the leadership to carry our faith. And then when the leadership lets us down, it lets our faith down and we have a hard time standing again. We have to determine our faith stands on the truth of the word, the presence of Jesus and a relationship with him before we ever do anything else. One of the things I think is, is super vital for this conversation is I think that for anybody who's listening that's dealt with church hurt, I think you're listening to this episode so I can tell you this, it's time to forgive. I don't care if they hurt you yesterday or they hurt you five years ago. It's time to forgive. Because the, the reality is, is the longer you harbor bitterness and the longer you harbor pain, you're only hurting yourself. What happens when you only hurt yourself is that you actually, it intoxicates your heart. You're not able to love, you're not able to join community. And what you actually can end up becoming is you can end up becoming a carrier of the disease that already hurt you because you didn't forgive the people who did so. Ephesians 4, 31, 32 says, get rid of, of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Listen, nobody on this earth and in this universe understands church hurt better than Jesus. He came here to save us, and the church literally killed him. The Pharisees did nothing but torment him, oppress him, and eventually kill him. But what's in, even more incredible is that in this verse, Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, it says, forgive one another just as God through Christ has forgiven us. It's time to carry the burden of forgiveness, the yoke of forgiveness. Scripture says that Jesus' burden is light, and if you take up his burden, he will give you rest. He will restore your soul. In this verse in Ephesians 4, 32, it says to be tenderhearted. I want to encourage you to begin to ask God to heal your heart, to touch the places that have been hardened, that you've hardened to protect yourself, the places that uh, even if, if your body was, was broken, to ask God to begin to heal those areas. Psalms 147, 3 tells you that he has he heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. There is healing for you. And I think it, more than anything, when I was praying about this podcast, I said, Lord, what do you want me to talk about when you talk about church hurt? And he said, I don't want you to talk about what the church did wrong. I want you to talk about how I have healing for anybody who's listening to this podcast. Because, yeah, the church made a mistake. The church did something awful. The church did something terrible. We know that. I, we don't even need to talk about it as much. How the church hurt you. I've been there. I get it. But Jesus is saying, listen, this podcast today is not to harp on the pain or harp on how somebody hurt you. It's to show you that there's hope and there's healing for your life. And it can start right now. That it's time to forgive. 
that it's time to move on, that it's time to start the search for a healthy church, that it's time to understand that, that the, the broken things can be brought together by God to become a beautiful masterpiece, that Romans 8.28 says that he turns all things for good for those who love him according to his purpose. God has a plan for your life, and he can even make something like church hurt into something beautiful. Look at my life. A guy who was hurt by the church so bad, I didn't even want to go to church. And it happened to me every time I gave church a chance, it happened to me again. And every time I was like, all right, I'll try it again, it happened to me again. But let me tell you, what Jesus did with that is that he showed me that there's people in this world that have been hurt by the church and they didn't try again. And they gave up on Jesus and you gave up on your faith and you said, I'm not going back to church and I hate Christians and they're hypocritical and they're they're used people and they manipulate people and they spiritually manipulated me and they emotionally manipulated me. But God's saying, no, 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 come back. Because I want to do something beautiful with your pain. With me, a ministry was born to reach people in the world that are in that exact predicament, that have been hurt, to provide a space for them to come back. God is healing for you in this situation. I'm so sorry. It sucks. I know it sucks. But please, please, I'm begging you. Forgive. Please, I'm begging you, move forward with joy. Please be reminded that when we suffer trials of many kinds, we are becoming more like Christ. Please be reminded that God is close to the brokenhearted. And then be reminded, Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has plans to prosper you not to harm you. He has a brilliant future for your life, one that will exceed expectation tremendously. Don't give up on it because somebody hurt you. And don't let the enemy win because he used somebody to hurt you. Rebuke the enemy, forgive, and walk into the fullness that God has for your life. Psalms 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. And I believe he turns it into something beautiful. If I can just encourage you, since the, since the kid, if you fast forward from the kid who was hurt by church, I've found a healthy church. They exist, a community that's a blessing to me that I'm excited to go and see every weekend, that I'm excited to see throughout the week, that uh, is there for accountability and friendship and community and joy and fun, who makes me better, who sharpens my edges. There, there are those people out there, and they're waiting for you too. They're praying for you too. Sometimes you just got to go back, get your foot out there, and start trying again. I love you guys. Let me pray for you if real quick. And if you've just experienced any sort of church hurt and it's kept you out of the church or kept you away from Jesus or it's made you keep Jesus at an arm's length instead of letting him fully in, would you right now, would you just ask the Lord before I pray for you to just soften your heart so you can receive this prayer that I have for you right now? Lord, I just pray over every single listener that's listening that has experienced church hurt. And God, I pray that you would find those wounds I pray that you would meet those wounds, God, that you would touch those wounds and you'd begin to soothe them. 
I pray right now that you would give them peace, Jesus. I pray right now that every single listener that's been hurt by the church would know the love of the Father, that they would know that Jesus loves you tremendously, that he is proud of you, and he is so sorry that the church hurt you. God, right now, I just pray, would you just pour out your love on these people? Would you begin to soften their hearts? Would you begin to heal the places of their hearts and the places of their bodies that were hurt, that were manipulated, that were mistreated? And God, I pray, would they begin to forgive anybody that has wronged them, God? Scripture says that when somebody harms you to turn the other cheek, And Jesus, nobody did that better than you as you died on the cross, God. You died on the cross for our sins, but you also died on the cross for the sins of the church, for the sins that would hurt people in the church. So God, right now, I just pray your blood over every single person that was hurt by the church. Would your blood heal? Would it restore? Would it renew? And would it encourage every single person that has been hurt by the church? God, I pray right now that they would experience your love like they never have before. I pray that you would provide them new community, a new church, healthy leadership, a church that they could be covered by and submitted to, one that they could trust. And Lord, I just pray that you would begin to walk with them on the journey of healing. And through that journey, you'd be close to the brokenhearted. They would experience your presence and a closeness of your love like never before, God. Just declare healing in the name of Jesus. We love you, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're gonna turn this into something beautiful. It's in your name we pray. Everybody said, you got to say it. It's part of the rules here at QWC. Listen, I love y'all. Again, I just want to say this. There's healing for your life. I believe that the best for your life is yet to come, that this situation is one that you will look back on and you will have grown from. It's where you'll see the closeness and faithfulness of Jesus, and it will be a story that you can help other people walk through something similar in the future. If this episode encouraged you, share it with a friend who has struggled with church hurt, that has been hurt by a leader or people in the church, and let them know that we see them, we love them. And on behalf of everybody on the church, in the church, I am sorry that you were hurt by the church. I am sorry that somebody has hurt you. And I'm excited for you to get to walk into freedom and healing. I love y'all. The best is yet to come for your life. God has amazing things in store. I'll see you next episode. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.